Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey.com present Locked On Today. With the first pick in the WNBA draft, the Dallas Wings select. A health scare leads to retirement for a former NBA All-Star. Plus, is it Dame time in the MVP race? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Texas star Charlie Collier is staying in Texas. She was the number one overall pick in the 2021 WNBA draft on Thursday to the Dallas Wings. We also got our first ever Arizona Wildcat in the first round. Joining me now from Locked On Women's Basketball, Howard Megdal. And Howard, what was the storyline that jumped out to you from this 2021 WNBA draft? Well, listen, Dallas is at the top of it. And anytime you control the board the way they did and to have picks one, two, five, and 13, they were going to be the story. And I think they have added enough talent that it's hard to say this was anything other than a success for them. They have added Chelsea Dungy at five, in addition to the two bigs at one and two and Charlie Collier and Awakuir. And then at 13, they got themselves what Greg Bibb called the steal of the draft in Dana Evans, a terrific point guard out of Louisville. I think one of the really underrated things about the WNBA draft, and, and it is it is great for me that it is right after March Madness because we get to form relationships with these players and then they, they go right to the teams. And it's like, okay, I get to follow that. But the chances of any of these players making a roster in the WNBA is small. It is hyper competitive. Is there someone that you can see maybe down the board a little bit, uh, maybe in the second round, um, someone like Dee Dee Richards from Baylor going to New York that you think has a chance to stick? Well, listen, there was a player who dropped quite a bit from where I had projected her and many people had projected her, and that's Arella Garantes, who went 22nd overall to the Los Angeles Sparks. And this is a player out of Rutgers. She is part of what is a weird, proud tradition of players who play for Vivian Stringer, who therefore know how to play defense, who are going to listen to their coaches and give their all, and are underrated, come into the lead and succeed. And Arella Garantes is big, 5'11", very, very high basketball IQ, knows how to shoot the three, about 40% three-point shooter. Arella Garantes with the LA Sparks, who did very well for themselves in this draft, I think just somebody at 22 has a chance to not just stick, but help a team. How do you think Charlie Collier fits with what the Wings already have? It's interesting. There's some overlap there, and I asked Charlie a little bit about it. They have several bigs in Bella Allery, who I really love, a second-year player out of Princeton, Satu Sabali, who was the second overall pick in last year's draft out of Oregon. A lot of bigs who are capable of playing this modern positionless game that we see in the WNBA. But that said, she fits in awfully well. And I'll tell you this, Charlie's going to be delighted to be playing with a roster that includes Dana Evans, includes Ty Harris, a number of point guards who can feed her the ball, and somebody like Arike Agumbawali who's able to space the floor. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, a health scare leads to the retirement of a former NBA All-Star. That's next. 
Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Boston Celtics notched their fifth straight win over the Lakers, and they are moving up in the Eastern Conference. Hey there, John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. Celtics made it interesting in that fourth quarter, but they leave LA with a win, they sweep their road trip, and now they head home tied for fourth in the East. So the turnaround starting to really look good for the Celtics. They were a little sloppy. They turned the ball over too much, but when it mattered, they were blowing the Lakers out. And we're not gonna really think too much about that garbage time stuff. The Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame has announced the list of Hall of Famers scheduled to present the 2020 class of honorees led by Michael Jordan honoring the late Kobe Bryant. The relationship between MJ and Kobe grew from an annoyance to family. During Kobe's memorial service, Jordan spoke about how their relationship evolved, saying at first it was an aggravation with Brian constantly peppering him with questions early in his career. Then it became a passion. As I got to know him, I wanted to be the best big brother I could be. Both the Red Sox and the Twins were streaking heading into their game on Thursday. The Red Sox had won nine in a row, while the Twins had lost five in a row. What a way to end a win streak. I'm Gabrielle Starr, host of Locked on Red Sox, and the Red Sox win streak ends at nine games in the weirdest and most ridiculous fashion with a game that had everything from bad calls to blaring alarms. The Red Sox could not get anything going offensively. They had two hits until the eighth inning. They loaded the bases, and then Alex Verdugo had one of the most epic at-bats with a that ended with a bases-clearing double, and the game was tied. Suddenly, it felt like everything was going to happen again, that everything was going to go right. But instead, Adam Ottavino let the Twins walk it off in the ninth, and them's the breaks. The game is over. But I just want to give a shout-out to Jordan Baker, clown of all clowns, one of the worst calls I've ever seen by a home plate umpire. That was not a foul ball. Literally everybody knew it wasn't a foul ball, and yet Alex Cora still got tossed because you don't know how to do your job. Great stuff. Red Sox head home for the longest homestand they have this season, and they will play host to the white-hot Chicago White Sox. That's what happened yesterday. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. San Diego Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. took live batting practice in Pittsburgh on Thursday, and the Padres are optimistic he'll be available for Friday's game against a rival, L.A. Dodgers. The betonline.ag line for this game has the Padres as a run-and-a-half underdogs. The Utah Jazz are the top team in the West with a 9.5-point differential. They'll need more than that on Friday night to cover the spread against the Indiana Pacers. The betonline.ag line is Utah by 10. To check out the full list, head to betonline.ag where you can get NHL, NBA, MLB, and NFL futures. You name it, they have it. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. It was a strange and ultimately sad story. First reports, LaMarcus Aldridge would be retiring from basketball after joining the Brooklyn Nets. Then it came out that it was as a result of a heart condition that had scared LaMarcus Aldridge. Joining me now from Locked on Nets, Doug Norrie and Doug this was a, a story that that had a lot of tentacles all of a sudden and what seemed like maybe a straightforward kind of thing. And a lot of people had to take back jokes that they made about LaMarcus because this was a, kind of a scary a real life thing. Oh, for sure. I, we talked about it today. You simply don't hear professional athletes use the word scared almost ever. I, they're conditioned not to. So 
Uh, it's just I think it's just a byproduct of what happens when you compete at the highest levels in something physical. You just really can't do anything scared. So the the idea that he actually used that word I think was actually you said jarring. I think that's a pretty good word to to use to describe it. And it all of a sudden takes you out of basketball mode and to just human being mode. And to know that this guy probably felt, um, yeah, just a lot of fear. He, he admitted as much, and I'm glad he did because it helps you look into the situation and see what, is, what it meant. Uh, very quickly, uh, you, you mentioned the jokes. I, I was almost guilty of the same thing until I took an extra beat and read what the reasoning was and realized that it's good that he did that for his own health. And that's really, you know, tantamount to, or that's, excuse me, that, 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 leapfrogs everything else in, in really the discussion, especially from a basketball sense. Yeah. And I, I do want to ask you about that because it does seem like, you know, he's, he's walking away. Um, you know, we'll have time to discuss his legacy. Um, you know, I, I think there are going to be, be people who make the case that, that you look at the all-star appearances and stuff like that, that, that he deserves to be in the hall of fame. That's a, a discussion for another day in the, in the short term. Uh, what does this do for the Brooklyn Nets as they try and chase uh, an, an East Finals and, and potentially a, a championship here? I don't think, I, honestly, not much. Um, I mean, he was the starting center, so it's you definitely rather have him than not have him. So I don't think that that goes without saying. You'd rather have Lamarcus Aldridge on your team, especially in this current form of the Nets, than not have him. I, it was he going to be the linchpin decision or the linchpin sort of piece that won the championship, probably not in the end, but it is a hit for them because they were already sort of experimenting in the front court with what was going to work. It seemed like it, there was iterations that really did work with him. uh, Even if, you know, it wasn't going to be for 35 minutes a game. I think you see a lot more Blake Griffin. Now you're probably going to have to live with Nick Claxton and his youth and the things he does really well and the things that he doesn't do really well. So um, I think that's what it's going to be sort of mix and match time more DeAndre Jordan, who had been completely out of the mix. Once Aldridge came in, uh, he was basically DNP CD really ever since the day uh, Aldridge took over. So I don't think it, I don't think it really moves the championship needle that much, maybe a tick down. Um, but you know, besides it just being an unfortunate story and you're just going to see more of those guys, a couple veterans and uh, one young guy, and they're going to have to just piece it together with that. Coming up. Is it Dame time in the MVP race? Cue the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at built bar. Built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And they just keep adding flavors. I get a box once a month from them with with new flavors. Marshmallow churro is this new flavor that's on its way. Unbelievable birthday cake. I can't say enough about how delicious they are. I was traveling over the weekend, some long car rides, and read for a built bar. And you satisfy that little sweetness craving, and you don't feel guilty about it. It's not eating gummy bears or you know whatever else. It is stuff that is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber to give you good energy, lasting energy because of what they put in it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. The MVP debate this year has been as fascinating as any as we've had in recent memory. If LeBron James or Joel Embiid could play all of their available games, they would still have one of the lowest percentages of games by an MVP if they were to win it 
in NBA history. Nikola Jokic is the favorite, but we still have guys lurking like Giannis Antetokounmpo and, of course, Dame Lillard joining me now from Locked on Blazers, Mike Richmond. And, Mike, when you look at some of the guys not named Nikola Jokic, what do they have to do to get to the top of the board? Because it seems like we have a really jumbled race right now behind Jokic. Yeah, I think specifically for Damian Lillard to catch him, it's going to be about winning basketball games. If the Blazers win, they're going to he, he's going to propel them to those wins. The stats will take care of themselves. The counting numbers will take care of himself. He'll probably be pushing 30 points and eight assists a game. Like you said, he's played 96% of the team's games. He's going to hit that criteria, so that won't be a problem. But if they're seventh in the West or sixth in the West, it's hard to do that without the Russell Westbrookian uh, just – tour de force performance. Dame is really good. He's not having that type of year this year though. So the the case to be made, he'll make it in the in the win column if the Blazers finish in that four seed or above, if they get hot down the stretch in the final 18 games, he will make his case because of where they finish in the standings. The other thing that I think is so important and is something that we focus on so much and I think it's something that has has held Giannis back at least in the narrative sense is this idea of what does the end of games look like? And it is hard to pick anyone in basketball. You would rather take that guy over Damian Lillard if your team needs two in the last 30 seconds. Yeah, Dame's, Dame's, uh, particularly threes. Uh, Dame's uh, clutch numbers have gone down and he maintained, he's still the most prolific uh, clutch score in the league. It might be a little bit damning that the Blazers have played 29 games that have been decided by five points in the final five <laughs> minutes or within five points of the final five minutes. That actually might end up working against him in the sort of narrative carousel. But with the game on the line, I'm not sure there's a more feared player in the league. That doesn't mean that he's he's the best player in the league, but certainly when the clock's ticking down, the guy who points to his wrist is the most feared that there is right now. The irony of this is that Jokic... His numbers, his counting stats might go up with the the loss of Jamal Murray. It's going to be hard for them to sustain their win percentage. And so that could push a team like Portland, who is jockeying with Denver in the playoff positioning. It could be the case that all of a sudden Denver is the seventh seed. And you're going, okay, does he have the Russell Westbrookian type numbers, whereas some of these other guys are going to be on better teams? How do you think that that dynamic is going to affect how we ultimately view this MVP race? Well, I mean, I think the basic math is if Denver finishes ahead of Portland, that's there's not a race. So right. they've got to leapfrog specifically them. Um We'll see what how much LeBron comes back and what he looks like. And then the other guys who are sort of in this race, their teams are really good. Uh, James Harden and the Nets might win the East. Uh, that's that's certainly going to be involved. Uh, Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers, right? They're uh, challenging for the top seed. But like you said, if the Lakers, who are kind of right in the Blazers' range, and Denver, who's, up, you know, you lose some help, it somehow hurts your MVP candidacy. It's a weird world we're in where your teammates matter. But... If those guys slip down, then that that's where the Blazers make their move. Is that if if they they need to not only finish fourth, but they need to finish ahead of LA and ahead of Denver. And those teams we just don't know because health is such a big question mark. 
And finally, you may have heard Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is guest hosting on Jeopardy this week. What you may not have heard is how it's benefiting small businesses in Northern California. Jeopardy is matching the winnings of contestants during Rodgers' run and in the first week alone raised almost $120,000 to go along with the million dollars Rodgers donated to help NorCal businesses affected by COVID-19. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets, download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on Monday, the latest on Anthony Davis and his expected return to the Lakers. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.